0: Welcome, Welcome to, to the clam bake!
1: Best. I'm Angela Gondler I'm Lindsay Stidham and we want to be better feminists damn it yeah it's difficult each week we interview different guests about their experiences challenges triumphs And follies with feminism. Because being a human is tough. And being a feminist is complicated. And this is where it becomes a little bit of a Lifetime movie. (laughs) But our best resource is each other. That's right. We got each other. It's true. Right? It's true. true. It is true. So let's get talking. Let's get talking. Quick clam check-in. How you doing, And How's your clam? Full mania. (laughs) I like it when you go full mania.
0: I'm really productive and really insane.
1: I know, I know, but I'm like already jealous of your mania towards another project. That I know, isn't mutually
0: I know. Ours. I know, <laughs> which I, makes me
1: even more crazy. No, we have no, a no. crazy, messed we up have relationship. A
0: really codependent, <laughs> like you know, extremely jealousy fraught. Uh, just. Hot and heavy relationship, non sexual
1: relationship. I mean, I still think (laughs) we maybe need to make a TV show about it. Probably.
0: (laughs) Wait, Um, do you know when this, what date this episode is going to be released?
1: It's going to be released in three weeks. In three weeks. Yeah. Oh, so wow. you'll be in full swing of your crowdfunding campaign for
0: binge. Yeah, so we're crowdfunding binge. Um, yeah. but we're not gonna launch the crowdfunding campaign until november twenty fifth, which is the one year anniversary of the day that we put it out in the oh world. My God. Cool. which is kind of crazy.' That's so really cool. We're getting really excited um, and we're looking for ambassadors who want to, you know, hop on board and, you know, do all the fun social meeting and harass your friends and families for me. <laughs> um, but also to like, you know, get a little bit of a, a, of a amount of, you know, like when you do like a, Oh, I shouldn't compare it to a volunteer thing. That's not fair. I was gonna say like a walk for MS or something. This is not like mm. that. But it is a community it is a community thing. You know, yeah. like we are we're trying to do something about mental health representation and female representation on television. Um, Look, art
1: changes the world. Don't be ashamed that you're doing
0: crowdfunding. No in any way, shape or form. No, I'm excited. And and it's because like the, the people who have watched the show have been so incredibly vocal and supportive of that and have been like, What can we do? We wanna make it, we'll do whatever you yeah. know, Know, we'll do whatever we can. And they've asked
1: for more. So you are They've asked for it. more.
0: And it's, you know, it's so they're it's not it. really for I mean, it's for us, but it's not really for us. it's like for a wider anyway, if you're interested in becoming an
1: ambassador. <laughs>
0: uh email binge the TV series at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, do it. Do it too. Lindsay, it. how are you? I'm good. I just like uh I think I need to learn how to function without sleeping, and then I'll be great. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> Is there a drug a drug free way to do that? No, but uh, this is like the first time in my life that I like could definitely go for some like what is the drug people do to stay awake? Ritalin. No, not coke. Like oh, Adderall. 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 Yeah, like the one that you get a prescription for that like most of my friends. Or the one that you like. Steal from the one that somebody you know has some and they'll be like, I'll give you some Adderall. I'm like kind of to the point that I'm like, I could go for some Adderall. I once took get some stuff done.
0: half an Adderall in college <laughs> and I uh, read an entire textbook in one night. Oh yeah. It was amazing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> did you remember any of it? Yeah, I aced the test. Wow. Boom.
0: I used to have an- enough mean. anxiety. Don't do Adderall. I no. never did it again because I was scared shitless yeah. and my boyfriend at the time was like, You didn't move for eight hours. Yeah. Let me just
1: say, say I do not advocate doing drugs without a prescription. But I do miss the days when I was in college where my natural anxiety kept me awake all the time. That sounds so fun.
2: I feel like now that I've gotten older it like swung the other way. Yeah. Like my anxiety now just makes me tired. Yeah,
1: same here. Yeah, you shut down. Same I'm here. like I can't do anything. But in college it kept me like awake and I like mm-hmm. double majored and graduated in 3 and then years I was like
2: yeah, let's drink on a Tuesday.
1: Yeah, I didn't drink. I didn't drink in undergrad. That's why I got so much done. I was oh, just like I was well. just like a sweaty anxiety-ridden mess where I was like I'm going to graduate in 3 years and get the fuck out of Florida. That's exactly what oh, she sounded well, like too. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Well, it is. I was in Florida. I feel like I would do the same. You thing. understand. Yeah, and I was grew like up I got in to Georgia, leave Florida. I yeah, yeah, you got to get out of Florida. Yeah, so I was like, I'm getting out of here as fast as I possibly can, and I did. Because so I was like, who cares about football? <laughs> <laughs> should,
0: we, should we introduce this like hilarious we do sultry
2: voice? The sultry
0: totally. voice. it's
2: like piping in every now and then. Yeah,
1: totally. Like, hey, I'm here. Don't forget I'm about me. Still it. here. And um, we're gonna we're gonna do a classic thing where we don't know how to say our guest's last name, so we'll it's let you very, say it.
2: It's um, very phonetic.
1: Wenzerski. No. no. Do three
2: letters at a time.
1: Wenzerski. When yes. <gasps> That's not. I Angela can read. <laughs> I cheated
0: because we talked about it earlier. Oh, okay.
2: Yes. Yeah. So, so she's have... a big cheater. Yeah, a
1: cheater, cheater. Emily Wenzerski here today. I Woo. A member uh, another uh, member uh, of uh, the What's uh, a Creative family. So yes, true. Yes.
2: Shout out to Ryan and Ryan. Ryan and Ryan. Ryan and
1: the Ryan. sweetest boys in all of LA. Truly the sweetest. You guys. So Emily's from Atlanta, Georgia, but she's been in LA for a while. She went to the University of Michigan Ann Arbor. True. Go blue. With a dual degree in mm-hmm. dance and political science. Just kidding, I don't have any stake in in
2: <laughs> now you do. Now you like say that. go oh, blue. God. I go love blue. that you
1: have a dual degree in dance and political science. That is like yes. I want you to it. Do, confuses people. I want you to do an interpretive dance to the pain that the current administration brings you. I do. And you're like very qualified to do that. that I dance is good. I have the skill set to <laughs> like do that. hit your head against the wall over
0: and over it and is. over. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It
1: yeah.
2: is. And then fall down and like try and get back up again. And then a car come and hits you. Yeah. And then like fall down again and be like, oh no. Oh
1: God. I love that. So and you are like... a freelance producer and consultant. And you most recently worked with the City of LA Department of Cultural Affairs, which yes. sounds like very cool.
2: It was very cool yeah it was Sounds very awesome cool. and it was literally my dream job
1: yeah making performing arts new business models with for new technology yeah i said that correctly totally um that's what i do and we just met you tonight thanks to what's a creative in the ryan
0: because uh, you are a co-host one of the three amazing co-hosts of the we rebel podcast yes, yes. subscribe
2: subscribe subscribe rate us five stars because we have trolls i oh. love it i know
1: <laughs> we get angela and i get Psyched when we get trolls. Yeah, we've had we like two or three we don't, don't get, get them many. very oh, often. Well, I feel
2: like we were more polarizing in the sense right. that we're like, Donald Trump is not qualified to be president. Sure, and half sure. the country is like, Yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like we might be more um troll friendly. Right. If that was if I put it in like an optimistic mm-hmm. term.
1: Great. Yeah. But well we'll we'll they're go. they are very on funny.
2: Would you like us you? to troll you? sure okay we'll one of the it. trolls was like one star they're just doing this to make a quick buck and i was like please <laughs> yeah i was like honey
0: in
1: podcasting yeah. <laughs> yeah. let me tell Got you it. about who
2: makes money doing podcasting <laughs> love, literally yeah. only the people at crooked media and yeah, i love them but that's, it. that's yeah, it yeah that's truly it mm-hmm. yeah
1: they're, so. they're, i like but i do have to respect how much they push push their merch i'm like they're just like us
2: just like us, <laughs> and their sponsors. I, all I oh, hear is yeah. Blue Apron, Blue Apron, Blue, Blue Apron, and know. I'm like, those sheets. I used to think that was weird that food would just come in the fucking mail, but now I'm tempted to try it. Yeah, I know, but it's, I still haven't because like, why? It's
0: kind of fun. I'm not gonna, but Blue Apron's got to pay us. I know, a cash yeah. and Blue Apron, if you yeah. want, if you want, we only plug soon. food on here yeah. that pay us to do that. And the. Kettle corn from the liquor store down the street. Titled Grandma Mary's Kettle (laughs) Corn.
1: Yeah, Grandma Mary's, if you want to sponsor us, let us know. Um, Well, our number one question for our our guests is Are you a feminist? Why or why not? Yes. Oh, awesome. I'm a
2: feminist because (laughs) feminist means that you believe that women are equal to men. And I remember, like, I went to this super ritzy high school. Like, have you seen the movie with Sandra Bullock where she like saves the black kid who's a football player? What's it called? No, but I've <laughs> seen
0: Blind Side. I've seen The Blind Blindside. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah.
2: The Blind Blindside. So yeah. that was shot at my high school.
0: Whoa. Whoa. Yeah.
2: So you watch that movie and you're like, why does this look like a college campus? It's because it's a super ritzy Christian preparatory school for boys Jesus and girls God. in Buckhead, Atlanta, which is like old white Confederate money. Whoa. So, What's so,
1: your town's Confederate statue? And is it still there? I'm sure it is. I'm
2: sure there is more than one. <laughs> But we lived out, my parents and my sister and I lived outside of the city, so I kind of got, like, double worlds of, like, nice suburbia with people who are thoughtful and then, like, super intense, like, rich people. So, um, uh, but I vividly remember it was, like, 7th or 8th grade, and since I was at this ritzy school, we were already, like, talking about feminism, which I think is great, because I I do very much appreciate my high school for the quality of education I got.
1: But the company in which I got it in is what I struggle with now. I almost went to college in Atlanta. I when oh I was God. in high school, I was like, wait, Emory, Atlanta, Georgia is Tech, Emory. I almost went to Emory. Mm. Yeah, beautiful campus. Very pretty.
2: Um, and I remember when I, because I, I was like, feminism, man. Like I feel like that always is associated with people that are like screaming.
1: And I remember, <laughs> I remember
2: already having that thought at that age. Yeah. And then learning that the definition was, no, it's not that you believe women are better than men. It's not that you believe women have to be screaming with no bras on and, like, burning down the infrastructure, although that's fine. I do believe that, though. I do believe that. But, like, that's not, like, the definition is straight up you believe that women are equal to men. Right. And so the fact that we're even arguing about, like, if people are feminists or not, to me, still blows my fucking mind. Yeah, I mean, some people straight
0: up don't believe women are equal to men.
2: Yeah. Yeah. People I went to
1: high school with. Our administration. And I, you know. know. (laughs)
2: It's
1: It's absolutely crazy. Like most of the people who are supposed to be serving the people right now. Yeah. Don't seem to believe that women are equal. All the white men over the age of 60. Yeah. Um, That makes me
0: want to talk about Mother, which I saw last night.
1: Which I haven't seen yet. I haven't seen you. Can't spoil. Okay.
2: (laughs) But you can, I mean.
1: I'm going to see it. Okay. I'll see it eventually. Actually, I probably won't. That's one of the things.
2: One of my, all my good friends are like, we love being friends with you, Emily, but the hardest part is that you don't watch any movies or television. I'm like, yeah, I know. That
0: is a big strike against you. I know. How do you
2: go through life? I like read books and (laughs) like politics and go to dance class. But they're like, you haven't seen the latest episode of Stranger Things. I'm like, no, I've seen two episodes of Stranger Things total. And I think it's a great fucking show. I'm
0: starting to trust you a lot less. (laughs) I know.
2: And that's how people feel, especially in this city. Yeah. yeah. it's They're like, you don't know who's nominated God. for the Emmy supporting actress. I'm like, fuck no. I don't have space in my brain for that.
0: What are you doing? Like trying to keep our country together? Yeah. Oh. You know yeah. so much
1: about politics, though, which I wish I, I, I like, too. But I deeply appreciate about your podcast.
2: It's also one of those things like the more I learn, the more I'm like, God, I don't know anything about politics. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like when I go to the zoo, I'm like, I don't know anything about the animal kingdom. <laughs>
0: It's miraculous,
1: though. (laughs)
0: I I know it's beautiful,
2: and I love the Lion King. That's a movie I've seen. Oh, it's
1: a good one. The thing that I'm respecting most about our country right now that we are still, even though we got downgraded or whatever in our democratic status, definitely downgraded. We did get we did get downgraded because you know Russia won the election, but um, but I with Facebook with with Facebook. Facebook. But what I heard today is that the FBI was able to wiretap. Like, the FBI can wiretap without telling any other branch of the government if they prove there's enough reason to wiretap. Like, our system of checks and balances... It's there it, It's still there It's there, there. B- yeah. Barely But it's
2: there It's, it's shaky There are <laughs> cracks In our relative foundation And there are parts Of the foundation That need to change And be rebuilt Yes But yeah I do hear you on that And I do And like, a lot of uh, other
1: countries Don't have it Any of In that. such a strong status As I feel like We set up That we're like We gotta check ourselves Before we wreck ourselves But right now totally. We're wrecking
2: We're wrecking We right are now. definitely On a wrecking ball Yeah With yeah. Miley
1: Yeah Um well, how did you get into podcasting? Because you guys are super pro, in my opinion. Yeah, well, Nick,
2: my co-host, and I went to college together, and James also went to college with us. But go I, Blue!
1: Go, thank you. Oh You're my so God. welcome. I'm so
2: proud of you. I am thank so you. proud of thank you. You, thank you, thank <laughs> you.
1: There's you. such a good contingent of Michigan people They're, in Los Angeles. Fun
2: fact, um, outside of the state of Michigan, the next state with the highest population of University of Michigan alumni is California. Mm.
1: Wow. Wow, um, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amazing.
2: It's amazing. And um, we're really obnoxious when it comes to football and related sports and helping our other alumni. You guys are really
1: good at it. You have a good mafia.
2: Yeah, it's a mafia. But, you know, I just, I love it. Anyway, so <laughs> Nick beautiful. and James are part of the mafia. We were all in school at the same time, different majors. Um, and Nick hooked up with What's Creative and was like, yes, I'd be interested in doing this podcast about politics. Um And then Nick came to me and was like, do you want to do it? And I said, yes, comma. uh, How is it going to be different than other political podcasts? Because, I mean, I love, you know, I love listening to people talk about politics in circles. But the 24-hour news cycle is, like, sending me into, like, seven levels of anxiety and, like... You know, it's like now it's the media reporting on the media and it's like, where's the fucking data? Where is the information? Like, mm-hmm. can we all just pause for a hot sec? Where's the
0: time to watch the other yeah. eight episodes of Stranger
2: Things? Thank, see, that's why yeah. I... Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, <laughs> now, whenever people give me shit, I'm just going to call you and be like, will you just deal with this person? Yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah, Deal with them. Yeah. Um. So Nick said that, you know, the intention was the first half of the podcast would be about... You know, recapping the news or recapping both positive and negative sides of things that are happening. But then the second cat, the second part will be interviewing people on the front lines. And to me, that's been the most exciting part because after the election um, last year, I was like, you know, like everyone confused and sad and angry and upset and blah 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 blah. blah. Um, but I was kind of like at that point where I'm looking around, thinking, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Where's my role in the ecosystem beyond my job, right? Mm-hmm. And so I still don't know the answer to that question. But when Nick came to me with this opportunity, it's like, I think by doing this podcast, I will meet enough people on the front lines of the resistance to figure out where my skill set meets the issue or issues that I'm most passionate about. And so selfishly, I mean, I got into podcasting because I believe in bringing other people's story to light and giving a platform for people to talk about how they're working in the resistance. But for me, I selfishly said yes because I was like, I don't know where my I don't know my path yet. Um, that's why so,
1: we started this podcast. Totally. So it's this like I so want to meet all these people, <laughs> yeah.
2: and maybe my path is connecting threads of people, or maybe my path is working with one of these organizations at some point, or running for office, or continuing to do this podcast. Like I don't know where it is yet, yeah. but that's how I got into the whole podcasting. World, cool, and it's so just awesome. and it's just been really fun too. It is. It's so
1: fun. It's like a, it's a weekly. Addicting.
2: It's addicting. It's like yeah. a weekly like love fest with Nick and James. We're mm-hmm. like have like a. We're becoming a little codependent, as you two mentioned yeah. with yourselves. Oh, good <laughs> luck.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, you brought up the word resistance. Yeah. And I was gonna be like, what does it mean to you personally? It's like the catchword of catchphrase of the year. It, it is, is it's a, it's the a...
2: catchphrase of the year, but yeah. also kind of the catchphrase of the '70s.
1: Yeah, and before that as and well. Of Star Wars, right?
2: I would say yes if I had seen very many Star um, Wars I, movies. Why am I looking at you? <laughs> <laughs> you I've seen movie like one. Even? I know. I mean, he, I know. I know. It's. I've terrible. only seen like two Star Wars. See, you I think get it. Be real. I saw one at school at one point in Go my see life. Star War. I know. <laughs> I should.
1: I feel I like should. I'm not missing anything by missing right? all the Thank Star Wars. You. I only I only need to see the ones with Harrison Ford in them, which is like most of them. But whatever. I it's don't show. know. <laughs> I would
0: say it's worth it to look at Riz Ahmed's pretty, 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 pretty face. That's true. He's
1: great. Sure, sure. He's just one. He Maybe won I'll at
2: look at his face while I'm listening to like political news. There you go. Yeah. So then it's like I kind of saw it.
1: Yeah. I saw like forty percent. I just want to listen to him rap like all, oh. all the time.
0: Yeah, he's just. <laughs> Anyway, anyway. what
1: does the resistance mean to you? What does it
2: mean to me? Mm -hmm. Um, hmm. I think think it is a term. I talk to my mom about this a lot because she's like, you know, this feminist thing's been going on for a while. And I'm like, whatever, mom. And then she, <laughs> and then I remember that she had a corner office at Hallmark in the mid '70s, and I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> you knew you were already fighting. Yeah. Her she, like, is, she was. Getting you me. were she literally was fighting, fighting the wage yep, gap yep. before yep. it had the term, the yep. wage gap. Yep. But like, wait, whatever. Did she write
1: cards now? Like, no. Ago. Fun
2: fact. And she's totally gonna listen to this and be like, I can't believe you said that on air. But um, wait, what's her name?
0: Susan. Hi, Susan. Mm-hmm. Hi. Susan. She's a real dream.
2: Ugh. Um. She was the project director or project manager for the first musical greeting card.
0: Oh, my God.
2: I know.
1: She's responsible for so many headaches.
2: And happiness. Oh,
1: and I mean happiness. But also headaches. I'm not going to lie. Like, if I'm buying somebody a card, I will spend 45 minutes in the card aisle. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, uh, me too. Yeah. Me too. It's
2: totally art. Yeah. And some of them are just bad.
0: I've cried in more card aisles than I have in movie theaters.
2: Me too, but also, you know, I don't go to Maryland. Mary <laughs> I don't know how to talk to you. <laughs> this is, uh, this relationship is going nowhere fast.
1: Susan is cool, man. Susan is That's
2: cool. Really so cool. I, we have a lot of conversations because I'm like, but this is happening and this is happening and Trump and fuck this person and that person's terrible and feminism. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I've heard all this. Yeah, I know. This has been going on. So I think to me, you know, uh, and it's and she under she recognizes like it is a different it's a different time. It's there's different things happening. We're in a whole like with influx of technology and social media and all these other things like she does realize it's not copy paste what happened before. But um, I think the resistance to me just means like standing up for fundamental rights, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that. Um, even if Hillary had won, there would still be a resistance because yeah. I think even within the Democratic Party, we have huge, huge, you know, m- um, stereotypes and misconceptions to still overcome in allegedly "quote unquote" the progressive side "quote unquote" of mm-hmm. the country. You know, and we th- got major problems. If we've we got win. major problems. Yeah. Yeah. Even if we had one, I mean, if we had one, I think that um, we'd have a huge issue with complacency. Because everyone yeah, would so be like, we always, cool.
0: We always do when we have someone. We yeah, think. we'd be like,
2: cool, Hillary yeah. will be fine. No, like yeah. Hillary, Hillary is a good option, but like yeah. she would have not like just been fine without yeah. all of this like activism work that's now happening
0: also, in Also, she wouldn't have to been Trump. able to get shit done. Yeah. If everyone would have been just resisting her. Exactly. Every single step of the way. Also, exactly. every
1: time I hear it, her getting interviewed about her book right now, I want to cry. I know. I really want to like, read that. Oh no. God! I also also I I'm like, how would she write that so fast? She's a, ma- she's a machine. She's a machine. I feel like she also had a team, but, yeah. but I seriously
2: yeah. was like, what?
1: I know. But I feel like it just happened, but then I guess it didn't. It's September. I like that yeah. she's not holding back. Yeah, at all. she's pit- she's still really fucking. Pit. It's interesting.
2: Yeah. It's interesting how she's. N- I feel like Nick and I and James have talked about this in the pod a little bit, um, but. Her her tone of voice and how she talked throughout the campaign I think hindered a lot of people's ability to connect with her because she's totally. very much a politician and it like you know some of us were just like just talk like a normal person because apparently when you're close to her she's like funny and cracking and jokes and she has been and, in
0: some of her most recent interviews
2: exactly and it's like I just wonder what it would have been like if she wasn't in her like political yeah be a woman in politics <sighs> box during. The campaign, right. but at the same time, because like, I do think she's like you said, is like kind of busted out of that. Mm-hmm. And part of me is like, yay, and then part of me is like, where was that? Where was that a yeah. year ago? Where was yeah, that a year no. and a half ago? But The
0: thing is, is like I.
2: But I also am like, I If I were you, I don't think her. I would have done it. Because, yeah, totally.
0: She was she was like your mom back fighting on yeah, the front she line was like
1: I've totally been here a while I know war. what's going on and that yeah. shapes you and she that you she couldn't say you. anything that people would not dissect and criticize during that campaign like everything, Absolutely. She, everything she said was like a lose lose situation all yep. the time yep. and it's like now she's cracking jokes about how uh, Putin like wanted to like take her bear hunting or something and then she was like Putin was like what about Bill he can come but you can't come she's cracking like crazy feminist jokes right now or was like, "Yeah," and I'm like yeah if she just been a human in, but, like, I don't know. I love her. I'm still sad. Whenever she's getting interviewed for this book, I, I start to lose my shit. Yeah.
0: But. I will always have a soft spot in my heart for intense, passionate, unlikable women who work really, really hard. Yeah. Totally. And they're
2: always fucking shit on. Yeah. I would listen to your, was it your first podcast about unlikable women? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. And I, th- I think either your guest or one of you said that it's like, Unlikable women is basically people being lazy. Yeah. And not actually articulating what it is about them that's rubbing them the wrong way. Yeah. 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 Which I was like, that is so true. Because yeah. it's like yeah. people will completely just like, well, she's not likable because she's just not Yeah. Just, like you didn't
1: finish your sentence. I yeah. can't tell yeah. you how many white men who I really respected. During the campaign, would just shrug and be like, "Well, she's just unlikable," and I just and I'm like, like "What do you mean you specifically? My mind. I'm like, just write, write me, what,
2: write me an essay and tell me what yeah. you mean specifically yeah. when you say that, and then we can start a conversation. But that sentence, I won't acknowledge I know. At the response. I know. Like, go think about it. Come back to me.
1: I think like one Facebook post. Where I like, I like, literally came out of the closet about loving Hillary, right before the that. right before the election, and uh-huh. I got like, I think. 250 comments maybe and men fighting over like why I shouldn't vote for her like on Jesus my personal Christ. Facebook and my dear friend Annie Mebin who needs to come on this podcast um, like got in like a really long fight with somebody and then she like called me and apologized and then she was like wait why am I apologizing and I was like exactly and like we just like I think that was like the impetus of like A me losing my mind and B us like being like we should fucking start a podcast. Yeah the,
2: <laughs> the apologizing thing is real I It's know. so real. Yeah. I,
1: I Worked for, I worked
2: for a woman for like two or three years when I first got to LA. And then I started working for a male designer for the second two or three years I was out here. And I realized in the second job that none, because in the first job I didn't have any male colleagues. And if I did, they were gay. Because mm-hmm. I was working in dance. Hello. Not to stereotype, <laughs> but like let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was in a for-profit design commu- design company and it was very much, it had a lot more men in it and mm-hmm. like straight men in it. And I was looking around the room and I was like, these men never apologize even when they are just like straight up wrong like they are wrong and they know they're wrong and they'll say something to me as like a coworker on the side but in this in the staff meeting or in the wherever there's never and i'm sorry this was on me etc etc so i just stopped apologizing too i was like hell yeah i was like oh you're late yeah i'm not sorry you're late yeah yeah (laughs) You know, or, you know, starting emails with apologies about blah, 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 blah. It's like, I'll apologize if I actually did something wrong in an email to someone I haven't met. But if it's someone I work with regularly who knows that I'm usually 99% of the time on top of my shit, I'm not going to apologize for anything. Yeah. yeah, Because it's just, I I don't.
0: It's such a hard thing. I don't do it. It's a hard thing to teach yourself. Yeah. As a woman. Yeah.
2: Had I did it by default because it was like uh, it was an emotionally exhausting position to be yeah. in. I was an assistant to this like top top tier designer where my day started at six a.m. and ended at nine, and my whole life revolved around a sixty one year old man who wasn't my dad Mm-mm. or my husband. Mm-mm. And he was he's great, but he's great. He's a good person. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the job. It was the right job for me at that time, but it taught me those hard lessons where it was like, no, d- you don't have time to apologize because he needs to get to his next meeting. Right. You know, you don't have time to apologize yeah. because you need to do this research and just get through the day. Yeah. You God, know? I don't
1: even want to think about how many hours of my life I've wasted apologizing. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to add up those hours. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. And
2: it and it's, it is important to do when something truly does go yeah, wrong. Sure.
1: Of course. Yeah. But then but let's just all just like put the rest like, of that shit to be bed. Don't be an asshole Yeah. Yeah. Which I would
2: say, you know, obviously I'm biased. But like most women aren't being assholes when they're apologizing. No,
1: right? They're just—they're
2: just trying to make the situation better. Yeah. They're or doing it literally because
1: like, they exist, and it's yeah, like been drilled into them. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry, yeah. I'm here. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, y'all,
2: let's just fucking stop doing that. Yeah. yeah. Uh-uh. Exactly.
1: Well, you guys have had awesome freaking guests. You mentioned how much you love them. I do love them. That they're changing the world. How have you gotten these amazing leaders of the resistance to come on? And have you had a favorite?
2: I have had a few favorites. Talk um, about them
0: all.
1: <laughs>
2: I will. I have a few. Um, and then, honestly, how have we gotten them to come on? I think between the three of us, we know, like, a, a lot of people. Yeah. Um, which sounds like we know people. We've got a yeah. LinkedIn mm-hmm. network. But I'd say one of my favorites was Betsy Butler, mm-hmm. who is the executive director of the California Women's Law Center. Mm-hmm. And I initially heard her speak on a panel that was put together by the Department of Cultural Affairs right before I started working for them, and it was a panel about how the arts intersect with um, various like g- groups, like the California Women's Law Center, which is like a legal perspective or a different, you know, mm-hmm. a different type of like community organizing. So it was kind of trying to bring the arts intersecting to real world. Mm-hmm. I'm doing air quotes for those that are listening settings, even though I think art is always in the real world, but that's a conceptual conversation that wasn't important at the time. Um, and she fucking blew me away because she has through her work, not only at the California law center, but at previous positions, she has so many specific stories about women that she have, she has helped along the way with her legal um, knowledge and expertise that it's mm-hmm. just unbelievable. Like when she was on the podcast, she told us about there. She does a lot of the law center, does a lot of work with veterans um, and a lot of, I don't know the percentage. I'm sure she could rattle off the top of her head because she is brilliant. But, um, a lot of veterans have experienced versions of sexual trauma, either while they were actively on duty, or when they were in veteran housing afterwards, or insert any scenario here involving straight men in the military. Um, and she worked with this one veteran who um, had two, ki- who had a, a child who was the product of a rape, and then married a different man who. Continue, who still beat her and then she had two more children and then they were in veteran housing and then it got so bad in the housing that she moved into her car for like three oh. or four months with oh three children Jesus. and then you know and so um the law center was working with her on all what are her legal rights what can she you know what kind of support can she get from the military and if she can and win and blah, blah 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 and going to veteran court which is a whole other world that I don't understand quite frankly, but there should be one in every County. And we have like something like 50 counties in California and there's only 22 veteran courts. So people have to travel really far to get to these places, et cetera. Fast forward to like this month, I think, cause we interviewed her, uh, probably two months ago by the time this comes out. Um, they won, she got awarded a house from Habitat for Human oh Humanity. God. Wow. She's awesome. like writing a novel about it. Holy She's going to that veteran has agreed to be like a storyteller with the law center and on a public basis talking about like bringing light to veteran stories like this that involve sexual abuse because you can't when you're in the military or in a version of the armed forces and getting sexually abused if you say anything you basically get pushed out or fired. Right because they don't want to deal with it right you know and and I don't hold any of this against like the concept of having a military like I truly do am very thankful for the armed forces we do have and mm-hmm. I, I have veterans in my family that I love mm-hmm. and blah, blah 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 but this is a this is a perfect example of where like the patriarchy is like you know combining on itself and yeah. like closing in. Yeah and now these women have nowhere to turn to but we do need women in the military so like stop abusing them in the military but they can't say anything and people don't even know what's happening and then
0: this contributes to the whole thing that we'll, let's not have women in the military because it's too complicated it's too it's complicated too and then they difficulty. need more medical
2: help and uh, blah blah I'm like well if they uh, didn't get raped they wouldn't need as yeah. much medical well, exactly. help you know like yeah. their vaginas wouldn't rip because yeah. some of them wouldn't be doing that to right. them Right. you know yeah. and so, like this is
1: just a thing like um, men abuse men very heavily in the military also like just overall abuse in the military absolutely like Absolutely. Like pretty and like by men. Yeah. yeah by men. And there's yeah. no
2: there's no outlet for them either. Yeah. You know, it's so it's like this something is... you're
1: tough. You you don't talk about
2: it. Yeah. What must it yeah. be
0: like to be of the gender that does all of the raping?
2: I don't know. And we talked about that actually on the episode Did you? with Betsy. I just had that
0: thought kind of for the first time. Like I've never imagined like if I looked around at my female friends and was like, one of you's definitely raped someone.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that's like.
0: I mean, I'm sure we all know a man who has that we don't know who has. Like, I'm sure. The statistics are too high for that not to be true. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have too many friends that I know have gotten raped. Exactly. To be like, I know almost the same amount of men. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, whatever percent of you has done that. Oh, that just that. feel really icky. Yeah, but okay. we did talk about that on the podcast, on that episode with Betsy a little bit because I was saying, you know, when you think back on like your sexual harassment classes, like, I remember being told, you don't wear this, you don't go this late at night, you have to have the buddy system, don't drink too much, don't, and when all these. When you were
1: in college? In college, mm-hmm, like going yeah. into
2: college. I remember all those roles being placed on me, but I remember asking my guy friends at the time, being like, did you have a seminar that was like, stop raping women?
1: Right. And yeah. they were
2: like, no. Yeah. yeah. I was like, get the fuck out of here. And yeah. Betsy DeVoie, go with them. Yeah. She can- oh. Good God.
1: I can't believe you just pronounced her name so gently and nicely. I tried to, because, like, I just. <laughs>
2: I try to say people's names correctly even when I hate them. Um,
1: I don't hate her. I do hate her. I, was I don't gonna know. I call her Divos. I don't like her very I much. I really dislike her. Very I, strong dislike. I strong dislike. I'm going to go with hate on that one.
2: I try to keep my hate list very short. I know,
0: because it feels icky. It feels like it does worse for me than,
2: you know. Yes, like it's, me too. I know, it but takes if you want
1: to take away, like, every woman's right in college to, like, even kind of stand up for themselves, like, yeah, legit really go for Screw off Deeply
2: fucked So anyways Betsy is a dream She was a dream guest You are
0: Betsy Not DeVos
2: Yes my Betsy Betsy Butler
0: I like that she's your (sighs) Betsy
2: yeah, I don't know if she knows that.
0: Yeah, well
2: now <laughs> she will. I know like, <laughs> she definitely listens. To <laughs> the- she's totally yeah. She listens to the time. Like, in all of the time. Her spare time. She's also on the board of the Gay Men's Chorus. So like, what's not to what? love about Betsy. Betsy? I know. Betsy. I know. That's amazing. Planet. I was like, get out of here. And then my other favorite guest is obviously I'm completely biased, but we interviewed one of my dear friends from college, mm-hmm. Gita Dagger, who amazing. We name. were at, I know, and she's just as great. And we were in a bunch of political science together political science classes together at Michigan. And she still lives in Michigan, works for the United Way, but also has like a side hustle of helping people, specifically people that are minorities or of color and or women run for office as like Uh. helping them figure out how to campaign and message and blah, 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 blah. And it was just fun to, I've always known she was like doing amazing things and I knew she was going to do amazing things from college but just like talking to her in a professional setting, where yeah. it was like we're on a podcast, and yeah. you have to tell me about what you do, and her just like killing it. Uh, I was like, I was like,
0: yay! <laughs> like friend boner. All
2: Nick and over James the place. totally asked all the best questions because yeah. I was like, so girl, I miss girl. you. Um, yeah. Okay, wait, no, but we're talking about real things. <laughs> so cool. I was like, I'm so, so proud of you. But okay, so yeah. and how's this? Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah. But in general, they're all. I mean, all the guests are amazing. But I would say those are probably the two standouts for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Has there, ha, like, what has been the most surprising thing that you've learned over the past couple of months? That's a kind of a tough wow. question to just spring on you. I realize. And through or, the podcast, and or yeah, maybe like uh, have uh-huh, uh-huh. lessons
1: you can apply to your own resistance too. I think the overarching theme
2: um, has been everyone we're interviewing has taken their current skill set and used that to be an activist, instead of trying to fit into a traditional activist role. Mm So, you know, we interviewed this one woman named Trisha, and she was a refugee advocate and like straight up went to a refugee camp and volunteered for two weeks. Wow. And she said, she's like, that's my story. That's my narrative. I have the time. I have the flexibility. I have the money to do that. But that's not everybody's narrative. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know everything about the refugee crisis either. So she was like, my role right now is literally helping the people on the day-to-day get through that day at the refugee camp. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you know, other people have other ways to engage. But I think the overarching thing is that use what you have and start to tap into your, your opportunities and see what fits mm-hmm. the best. Um, and I think that also the other thing I've learned is just listening to people. Nick and James and I always try to balance jumping in with our opinion and truly letting the person either discover the point they're getting to or talk about their story, but truly, truly listening because I do think that that's also an overarching issue in politics right now. It's like even just in general, like Republicans aren't listening to Democrats and Democrats aren't listening to Republicans you know people, and then
1: people in the same party are, I was going to say Democrats yeah. are listening to Democrats yeah. yeah
2: nobody's truly truly sitting yeah. down and being like I am actively going to not say anything not text not think about something else not write my to-do list on the side like I'm going to truly look just in the person in the eye and listen to what's coming out of their mouth yeah and so that's that's been the other thing is forcing myself to do that because I always have like I'm like oh oh yeah and then yeah. practicing it on a weekly basis has been really fun yeah And challenging. Yeah. It is. Being an
1: active listener is like, I think an art form we're like losing sight of. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like made our podcast like such a joy of like being able, and I'm sure you feel the same way, of like being able to sit for an hour and be like, we're going to talk and we're going to listen.
0: Just casually that you might have an interest in running for office one day.
1: I did, didn't I? You did.
0: One I'm wondering about that. Uh-huh. And two, me too. I'm wondering about who you think is our next big chance for our party.
2: Oh, that is such a hard question. I know. It's
0: not fair, but
2: what if I was like me?
1: I would be like, <laughs> "Yes. Coming we need in. we need somebody under the age of 40."
2: True. Um the second question is like almost too hard to answer if right that's now because there's like there's nice. multiple people that are or who are
1: your favorite who
0: are your favorite actors in the political scene?
2: Oh, I was like actors Julia Roberts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I keep po- she's from
2: Macon, Georgia. Which I keep is close pu- pu- oh. to me. putting
1: this out there. I keep being like Tom Hanks. You should run because you'll win. Oh, also, he's like
2: the for. nicest dude in Hollywood. That's right? What that's what people say. We
1: literally need. I, I hate you... to say this because I wish this wasn't the case, but we need a white man who looks like a hero to take down the, the orange man that's yeah. what we need to win and he's
2: played a hero in so many movies he's always the hero did you see Sully that's a movie I did see
1: no I get see off
2: it. the pod
1: <laughs> I didn't see it, that one Sully either Sully is good
2: I don't care what anyone says you know what, every, this uninformed eye loves fucking Sully
1: <laughs> every Tom Hanks movie is good which is why he should run for office
2: that's true Forrest Gump Tom what Hanks. a dream Let's start
1: in start a Sleepless in Seattle. For I, I keep doing He'd it on this be like, podcast. Him. Yeah. I, I keep being like, what's up, Hank? Do so you, you, you run?
2: follow him on Instagram?
1: Yes, <laughs> I follow him on a lot amazing. of things. It's
2: so funny, and he always signs God it. Damn, X. it, it right he right. always signs it H-A-N-X. Like I know. Hank's. Because, like, like K plus S is a X. I X.
1: I think he does want to be in politics because, first of all, he gives so much money to public radio. He loves he journalism in general. Love. I heard today he gives a uh, new coffee maker every year to the press corps in D.C. He always buys them a coffee maker. What? what? i just like, Tom Hanks, when are you going to run? If
2: Tom Hanks gave me a coffee maker, I'd be like, I'm done. I can die happy. That's it. <laughs> Don't kill me, but I could do it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So people, so aside from Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts running for office, even though I feel like Julia would be like, "Why would I do that?" Yeah,
1: why don't no, I... she doesn't want to run. She doesn't do do want to run. But I do oh want to be. I do want to be friends sign with her. Everything. Yeah. Hanks. H
2: <laughs> A N X. It's hysterical. Dad. Um, <laughs> I think that I think our 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 um our own Kamala Harris yes. is very yes. exciting. I yes. do think that she would consider. Running, but she would only want to be president. I don't think that she, she would wants wanna, to. Be a VP. I don't think I she would want to be a VP. I know she yeah,
1: wants no. to be president.
2: Um, which I, I mean, admire. Go for what you want. Um, I think that everybody loves Elizabeth Warren, and I do think highly of her. Um, I don't think that she would win if she was think the so candidate either,
0: and it makes me mad.
2: But also, I don't
0: think she wants to. I don't, I don't think, think she, she wants, wants to, to. Yeah,
2: you know, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to speak for her, but I think that um, people are Looking to her right now for like uh sanity reasons yeah. and moral guidance, yeah. of like, oh my god, you're saying the opposite, thank god, yeah, and you're a woman. But I don't know if that's actually presidential, pre- presidential, <laughs> presidential, <laughs> uh, like d- desire or character or ability or, being abil- like or a whatever. Decent- yeah. Human. yeah or yeah. maybe or is she just like being a normal yeah. you know politician Rashed. that you like also happens like to brain. be yeah. a woman yeah. um they, I mean there are some rumors that like Michelle would run but I don't, I don't think, think she, she would will. do that she to her no. family no. um She's or her already two said kiddos no. yeah. yeah um so I don't know I mean they're set running lit I mean the list is always kind of changing I don't think Hillary would run again no. um it's always kind of like a little bit of a revolving door because it's also crazy to even be I like know it's early. Uh, we gotta, it, think about, we gotta think about the You yeah. know, um, and also I feel like now what we should all be focusing on is the the local elections that are yeah. coming up, um, not necessarily here in California, but also here in California, but across um, the country about flipping flip, flip. the House yeah. and the Senate in next year, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because it's seventeen. Holy fuck. Yeah. Anyways, um, and then yeah, about if 20, I ran twenty eight, my brain was, right, I didn't. Was Isn't like that crazy? Last night.
0: Manic.
2: Um, if I were in, I would definitely want to start on the local level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would probably start in any position mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like from what I learned from working with the city, um, this past year, but also being a grantee of the city on the other side of that and being working in, you know, Tra- a training whatever mm-hmm, being mm-hmm. educated in traditional politics blah 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 mm-hmm. um i feel like there's so much value to the like smallest piece of the pie yeah um because all of those pieces create that foundation and then it ladders up really quickly um so i would want to serve in uh, multiple different roles before i hit like you know congress senate any sort of national level. Yeah.
0: It sounds really reasonable to start, you know, gaining experience in the place that you want to leave. Yeah.
2: And I, it's hard for me because also part of me is like, it would be great to do this in California, but also yeah. I'm like, is that the easy way out? Cause it's such a deep blue state. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, I look at my sister who's this fucking incredible person mm-hmm. and she's a principal in Dallas You know, and so she's in a whole different political atmosphere. Um, But many of the, you know, city centers in Texas are leaning, beginning to lean blue. Mm -hmm.
0: Texas.
2: You know, so it's like, that's exciting. Uh, Yeah. 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 You know, and so I don't know if, if, if I ran or if I served, I don't know when it would be and I don't know where it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, cause personally I'm like, I don't want to leave LA for a while, but professionally, if it makes sense for me to, you to know, go move else, and put know. some roots down somewhere else, then that could be cool.
0: I think you oh. should do, it. do yeah. it. I mean, I, now I, that I know you, I want you to stay in LA for a little bit, but I yeah. think you should run.
1: <laughs> we are rolling. Okay. okay so another question about possibly running for office. Do you ever find yourself censoring yourself? Because you think about doing it in the future? Um, about running? I ask this question for a very personal reason. Okay. <laughs>
2: Sometimes. Um, and mainly... That's actually... That's a really interesting question. Because I've, I love social media. But I think it breeds complacency. Yeah. Because for people sure. are like, I posted about it. I'm done. And I'm like, no, bitch. That's where you start. Yeah. That is the least you can possibly do. That's you, like... Being hungover in your bed, like get the fuck out of bed and do something because <laughs> mm-hmm. social media matters, but not that much. And now that we know that Facebook took money from Russia, like we don't know that blah, blah, blah. Like, come on. Yeah. Um. So I have censored myself on Facebook and Instagram um, because I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know Mm -hmm. like I don't know if I'm in these like x number of words if I'm gonna get my point across or if this is the right audience or the right platform or blah 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 blah, blah. but then I have also posted political things every now and then or like shared an article I thought was really excellent so that's the only setting in which I've really seen it Mm -hmm. I've really felt it um I don't usually censor what I have to say Mm -hmm. on the podcast or in general yeah have a little bit of like a sailor's mouth. Love
1: it. Yeah, same. Like, and I the think F4 about that, and I'm just
2: like, also, I feel like Obama curses. So yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Sort of like I feel like Reagan did too. Yeah, you know I mean, they and he, all do. You know they all they all do. They're all in the Oval, just like fucking throwing trying to throw shit and be mad like come on it's like the hardest it's literally one of the hardest jobs in the world so if they're not cursing there's something wrong with them yeah (laughs) that's so true so yes yes and no to them
1: yeah um why do you ask because i had a sign at the women's march eat my pussy not my rights and Uh my parents lost it in a very flattering way, they were like, you can't run for office now. <laughs> and I am i think I might run when I'm older than I am now. Sure. I would love to run. Not now, but maybe later. And then I recently had a discussion with somebody where that they were like. That fills my heart with pride. <laughs> yeah.
0: I can almost cry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> my little girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I had a discussion with somebody really recently. I cannot remember who or where. Maybe it was on this podcast. I don't know. I think it was on this podcast. But somebody was like, oh, Pretty soon, like, we're gonna get dip, dick pics from like everybody who runs. It was on this podcast, yeah. Right? It was, yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like at this point, like, the way we're going is like everybody's people are gonna, gonna be know like, everything yeah. already in this. Past race, the men were all, were basically like making euphemisms to their dicks like the whole time, yeah. And like we're one step away. Like I wouldn't doubt that like the pp tape is coming before this whole thing is said and done. And I don't even think that can get them out. People are gonna be right. like, yes, you know You're what I mean. Like shit
2: happens. It's fine. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah.
1: We also, did talk about this because we were like, Anthony Weiner, come back. It doesn't I'm matter not, now. It Doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah I also had a matters. good a recent conversation with a friend of mine who is, like, super knowledgeable of, like, cybersecurity. He, like, works in it. Yeah. And he was like, Emily, everybody already knows everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was like, yeah, you can can change your passwords every week to something crazy, and you can put up firewalls, and you can do all this shit. But, like, if the FBI or any sort of intelligence agency or anyone with the computer nerd wants to know something about you, they'll find it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's like.
2: And I was like all right
1: yeah let's, <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah let's be real too like cool my,
2: you can have like, my you can have my credit card debt it's yeah, fine that's
1: exactly what i
0: always say i'm like take my debt take yeah. it all you want my student loans yeah perfect
1: you can have them i'm like you them. know i'm so, single so i'm on dating apps I- i've me sent too. i've sent the photos i've done it i've sent photos i'm like yeah who hasn't who ha- who, who ha- has but i'm also like who has them like everyone like, everyone Everybody. everyone yeah. has, someone has we have them. someone just has to be like yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's my vagina, and yeah. I'm like and it looks so. Like a vagina. It looks like a vagina. Yeah. If Those I, look like tits. I don't. What am I supposed to say? Yeah. If I ever get yeah. famous enough for somebody to want my naked pictures, like Amen, Amen. Yeah. Hey. yeah, they should be so lucky.
2: <laughs> they should be so lucky to have that. <laughs> Running
0: for office, I'm just going to carry around a big sign of my naked body. Yeah, and you then guys also already be found naked. it on the internet, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: so yeah. might as well campaign yeah. with Here it. Here it
0: is. It yeah. serves a function. You just
1: got me real, re really excited to finish our script, yo. Yeah yeah (laughs) anyway we digress Um, I was like what script am I in it (laughs) yes (laughs) you
2: are now I'm not an actress but I'll pretend Yeah, we'll
0: believe you for it I Um, feel like if
2: you write a character that's just like me I'll be really good
0: yeah totally Uh, anyway
1: this is a this is a serious one. Who do oh. you consider to be the biggest enemy of the people and the democracy Whoa. of America today? <laughs> oh my god, this is really got, I got like real. I wrote these questions like. I know. I wrote them kind of oh, late man. last night, and I think the more the I got into your enemy. podcast, the darker I got. I was yeah. Like, <laughs> well,
2: we have that problem. Actually, just in this last week's episode, Nick was like, I recently got some critical feedback from a friend saying that we're like he listens to our podcast and then is very sad. So we're going to add hopeful Love articles. It. And I was like, oh my god, that's such a good idea cuz sometimes I get very sad after yeah. we record. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um so it is it is it does get that way sometimes apologies directly from the host.
1: Don't apologize. <laughs> excuse, excuse me.
2: About only for excuse your mental me. <laughs> sanity.
1: <laughs>
0: apology. No apology. I know shit. Oh. You didn't do anything wrong. You just- that's
2: right. I just said I just said you what's just happening. You just said what's happening. Yeah. It's not I your just pop- talked about the enemies of the democracy.
0: Yeah. It knows the 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 world world it's we're living not well
2: it it is white women's fault it is yeah <laughs> never mind. well 53% of them yeah, right yep we'll never forget that number never, even though i can't ever, remember like my best friend's ever, phone number but whatever ever, um ever. i feel like the i mean the easy answer is trump right everybody'll be like donald trump biggest, biggest he's the biggest one
1: i don't think he is you know, I have an opinion, but I can't wait to hear yours. Yeah. And so I
2: feel like I feel like that's a cop out. I feel like anyone who says that is la- lazy. Speaking of laziness. lazy. Um agreed. because he is He's the, too obvious. And he is also the product. Like the fact that he got to the oval is not because of who he is. Which I know is like the understatement of the year because he's not qualified, blah, 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 blah. But even if he was all of those things, no one gets the oval because of who they are. No. Yeah. You know, like even Barack, even Eat any of the bushes Reagan. or Reagan. no yeah. one, you know what I mean? Like they get there because of this like crazy web ecosystem of money and who met who and when and all that other shit to get to that level. It's like they are not just a figurehead because we don't have a royal family, but they are kind of a version of a figurehead once they get to that particular level. Yeah. So to me, I think the biggest and I it's, I think the word enemy is plural. I think it's the people that now, uh, the people that like resurfaced after he won um, with like the inordinately racist and um, uh, homophobic and anti-women and progress and all of that shit. That group of people that now is like, oh, it's fine to do things like that because our president said it, you know? Um I think that group of people is the enemy and it's hard because they are also American citizens. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I don't know how to, it's not like take down the enemy. It's like, how do we talk to them Mm -hmm. right, to educate them or meet them halfway? You know, like we don't know their experience with gay men. Have they ever met a gay man? We don't know their experience with black men or black women or whatever, you know? And like, simultaneously treating these terrible people like people to bring them to the table, but also actively be telling them like you're wrong. Yeah. All like you live in America. All people are equal and it is not okay to put swastikas all over the fucking city. And it's not okay to just shoot black people because you're outside with a gun and it's not okay. You know, And telling them what is right. My dad always said, like, my dad is so black and white when it comes to ethics. He's like, what's right is right, and what's wrong is wrong. There is no gray. And I think... Is he a lawyer? He's not. (laughs) Judge? (laughs) Close. Um, But uh, I think there's a conversation we had there because they are on the wrong side of history. Yeah. But also, it's hard. But you're not going to get anywhere if you just go scream at them. Even though I love a good rally and I do love to scream at people, you know, like I'm all like, let's do the big rallies, but let's also one of
0: the conditions of, you know, being a feminist. Yeah. 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 Screaming. Screaming. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Being a
2: crazy lady. Those would be my, (laughs) those are my enemies. Yeah. But also, you know, they say, what is it? Enemies close. Keep your friends close. close, Enemies enemies closer. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that goes back to like, if I run, where would I run? You know, I feel like I'm the type of person that could, you know, sit down and have
0: a real human and have
2: a human conversation about it. And like, that's how we're going to get people to come more center on both sides. Cause there's some people that are so far left. I can't even see them. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: So yeah. what would your answer be?
1: I was going to say um, misinformation slash news algorithm. So, like, if Mm. you're getting your own news algorithm and you're believing that's the truth and you don't care to see beyond that, I think that is our biggest enemy right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, kind of what my enemy is doing. They're only accepting what they want to hear. Exactly. And same on the super, super far left.
1: Right, right. You know? A couple weeks ago when... um, Elon Musk was like, AI is gonna kill us. Like he's AI's the World War Three. Like it not, might. Yeah, it's like and the White I, Walkers. Yeah, yeah. is like, scary. It is, but I almost think. At first, I was like, "He's being ridiculous." I'm, I am. He's like, "Don't be afraid of Korea. Be afraid of AI." And I was like, "But right now, I'm afraid of Korea." Yeah. But, um, <laughs> first north, of all, like,
2: Elon. <laughs> I'm about to be. I'm allowed to be afraid of more than one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm also scared of snakes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. D-
2: <laughs> Second of all, D B T.
0: Do you remember D B T? Dialectical thinking. Two truths can they do it? In- when you have the en-
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't remember. I don't know
0: what that is. Okay. Never mind. It's where you can be, in my example, both uncomfortable about how much you ate and choose to not throw it up. Both things can be true. It's that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, okay. You can hold uh, okay. two okay. truths at once. What's it, what's it yes. called, though? I think dialectical thinking. Diet. Di- dbt is what they call it dbt something behavioral therapy okay but i find it to be really helpful in a lot of situations like yeah yeah, two
2: things can be true that that's i mean it's how I. it's kind of what i just said about you know those people it's like i hate i hate them and i want to scream at them and i want to get in a fist fight right but also that's not going to make progress so i also think that because they're an american citizen as well and they've got thoughts and opinions as well, and they've got their history and their story as well. Like I also feel like they should be listened to one on one, trying to inch them closer towards sanity.
1: Right. Yeah. And then
2: there are some that are truly just lost causes, and like I don't, I don't know, I don't have the answer for that. Yeah. And it's then, like, like it's... where do we put them? I don't know.
1: It's like the statement. I don't know. This whole year, we've been like, you know, it, it feels great to punch a Nazi, but it's like you're falling directly to their level. if you're genuine yeah. if you're genuinely we- punching a Nazi, like nobody's winning. It's yeah, like ba- exactly. backwards for everyone. And then, what did and Michelle say? She was like,
2: "When they go low, we, we go high."
1: high. Yeah. I was like, "Ah, yeah, bitch." Yes, Michelle, amen.
0: Yeah, in a
2: respectful bitchy way. Yeah, she she would get it. She'd be yeah. like, "I get it, girl. No worries. Yeah, um, let's move."
1: I do not know how to say this person's name, but I got real, oh. f- real fangirly over your White House Correspondence Dinner episode. P- Prashant. Yes. Prashanth. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I want to play, cool. uh, because I edit this podcast and I edit afterwards, I have to like make a note for myself. So I want to pause to play uh, an excerpt from this year's White House Correspondent Dinner, so I will play that now. Um, so I love that you had him on. That was so cool. I super yes. fangirled over it. He's um, also
2: extremely kind.
1: Is he single? Is he? No,
2: he has a girlfriend who he loves. Okay, okay
1: never mind. Oh, who was for him. Who was very
2: supportive dur- during the, <laughs> the the writing of the speech, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Amazing, so, amazing, great, um, great. We're all really happy for him. Wow, you. great job! Uh, I also the worst. I, I, I hate it
2: when woke gross. men are taken. Gross. <laughs> I me do too. though, but truly, yeah, she's she's wonderful. Yeah.
1: Get married. <laughs>
2: Get married and <laughs> invite us to your really awesome wedding.
1: Yeah, so um, I can
2: meet Hassan. What and Bill Nye? What? Yes. What? Yeah, he writes on uh, Prashant writes on Bill Nye saves the world.
0: What? Oh my God! I'm way more. Your clam is about really that. happy now. You're so happy.
1: <laughs> He sounds uh, awesome. Did he, uh, wait, did he go to MIT uh, university? No, I actually met
2: him through another badass female that I know named Marissa LeBog, who okay. was a stunt woman, what dancer, writer, filmmaker, blah, 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 like all the shit. Did you see Logan? That's the movie I saw. Did anybody see Logan?
1: No, I got to see it. But oh, she was uh, stunt coordinator You guys
2: are the worst. No, she was the stunt double for the kid. What? what? Like the kid that... <laughs>
1: That's that was so the Wolverine that cool. was coming up. Um, yeah, she's amazing. She should come on our podcast I know. totally. Oh my god, she, love would love to to. she would love That's to. She would love to. She's like, she's got an
2: unbelievable career path. Um, but that they so cool. met each other through, I think, an acting class or something. And so when I told Marissa I was doing the podcast, she was like, Oh, you should have my friend Prashant on. I was like, Sure, whatever. And then a few weeks went by and she was like, So you should have him on. and I was like, Oh, okay, okay, cool. You mentioned again, like what did he do? And then she told me and I was like, oh my God. Oh
1: my, <laughs> my question about Prashanth was like, did he give you any insight into the message he wanted Donald Trump to hear? Because even though DT didn't go, we know he was listening. He,
2: yeah, he was definitely, I mean, I'm sure he was listening or paid someone to listen and was like, give me the rain cap. Yeah.
1: Um, they, if,
2: if I remember correctly from our conversation with Prashanth, um, they didn't say like, don't talk about The new administration because he, what I mean, Trump didn't go, yeah. Um, and they didn't censor them very much, so Hassan and Prashanth really focused on. I
0: don't
2: don't know if he's single, no, No, he's not. He's not. not. Oh, so you guys already knew that. Oh, I knew he talks
1: about it in his stand up special. Okay, he just got married, he just got married, I believe. So hot, I'm sorry, but I'm not actually,
0: I'm not sorry at all.
2: Yeah, no apologies, I'm grateful. I am grateful for yeah. his face. So yeah, I he's think adorable. they prioritized like of course addressing the elephant that wasn't in the room um, but they prioritized truly what they wanted the message to be beyond that um, beyond just like trolling on Trump because also when they were writing when they were writing the speech um so many of the late night comics were doing these Trump jokes like as they were happening. So mm-hmm. when they were writing it they had like 3 months or something and they would uh, maybe even two months and they were in new york together and they would try the material they would like write all day and then try the material at different places in new york and then see what landed see what didn't went home and edited it and while that was happening i mean you're stephen colbert yeah. you're james corden all the other people late night were like hitting all the funny trump jokes and so those were kind of uh pushed out Mm-hmm. In a sense. So they did more like sweeping overarching things directly at the administration.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but most of the like heavy hitter Trump jokes would be played out by the time they actually got to the dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, and, and that's all my, you know, yeah. Uh, a, you know, translation of what he told me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, it, it seemed, and it, and when you listen to the whole thing, you It makes what he says on our podcast makes sense, that they really tr- were trying to focus on the broader right, right. implications of Trump and not, like, he's got an orange face and little hands and uh-huh. blah, 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 because all those jokes ha- had already happened. Right, 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 right. You know, and if anyone's going to nail those kinds of jokes, I mean, it's Stephen Colbert. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Or late night people. That's, like, totally. the perfect, you know, SNL. Right, you know, right. like, they just won, like, what, seven Emmys or something ridiculous yeah. for yeah. this season. so. Yeah. That's what, it's not, Satire and also it's not is like a, necessary. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and they didn't view any of that as competitive, but it was just right. like, there's already a place for those jugs to land and they're already landing. Right, yeah. So we want to do something different in this like super unique setting that yeah. you, you don't get the opportunity to write for yeah. frequently.
1: Yeah. In my mind, I just want to say uh, my hope is two uh, lovely immigrant men scared Donald Trump away from going to the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> me too. Yeah. I love, them. are they both uh, immigrants i mean i have no idea so no hassan is his whole like stand-up is like about that right his special yeah yeah
2: but still i just love this two minorities
1: yes yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah.
2: just claim it i love it you scared him you did it but man (laughs) i could
0: talk to you all day
1: i know
2: i could talk to you two ladies all day too oh my gosh thank
1: you you're welcome. welcome We have, like, two more fun questions, so I'm going to try. Fun questions? I'm going to okay. try and squeeze them in. Oh, okay.
0: You were being the time, you know. I'm
1: going to try and squeeze okay. them in. Who, I'll answer quickly. Awesome. Who are your favorite villains in the current administration, if nothing less for comedic value? Because so many of them have already come and gone, so you're allowed to name people who are already gone.
2: I'm thinking. There's so many. Well, I think There's Betsy so Betsy is one of my favorite villains because I want to take her down and replace her with my sister. Yeah who would be brilliant in that position. Yeah. Um. And then spicy
1: Yeah. Sean
2: Spizer. Yeah. What a What do you
1: think about uh, welcoming, welcoming him at the Emmys? Like, embracing him, basically. Like, Stephen Colbert I got a lot of shit for that. I
2: didn't watch the
1: Emmys. Oh, correct. Of course you um, did. And I heard about that. <laughs> and hey, I,
2: I know. I heard about that, and I was kind of like, eh. Yeah. I mean, like, we can argue about that, but, like, we have so many other important things to talk about.
1: Agreed. And I like to be And I feel
2: f- that way about a lot of Woodward.
1: I also feel like Spicy uh, uh, actually had a backbone and he kind of left with a shred of dignity. And I mean, yeah. you know. He wasn't good at his job, uh, but you know. <laughs> he
0: wasn't good. He I wasn't don't doing know. a good job
1: for anybody, but I, don't know. <laughs>
0: I appreciate the Bush's moment, but that's about it.
1: I mean, yeah. at least he quit on his goddamn own accord. You know what I mean? Like But I feel like he would have gotten fired anyway. He yeah, was going to get fired, I but still. Uh, um, still.
2: Yeah yeah so he's pr- he's a good villain. He's not a good he's a villain, yeah yeah. I'd pick him though because he's kind of
1: he's just got a lot of comedic value. For there's sure. a lot of potential there clown anger clown yeah yeah yeah
2: and I just also love Melissa McCartney same
1: she's amazing so, she's an amazing spice. it's true. um not to and on a sad note, who are your favorite heroes?
2: honestly in politics right now in politics right now, honestly, probably like the people that I actually know mm-hmm. the people, you know, in the department of cultural affairs here in Los Angeles. Um, the woman I met who worked out in um, the district office in Canoga park, who's the deputy director out there. Um, I like the people that I've actually seen in action um, because I know, cause I know them and I've worked with them and they're articulate and they're smart and they listen and they do the research and they put in the time and, all of that more so than I mean yeah I mean I love like you know I said earlier like I like Elizabeth Warren even though I don't think she's gonna win like Kamala Harris even though I don't know if she'll win either and like you know there's all the like upper tier people but Mm -hmm. to me the real heroes are the ones like Ben Johnson is the director of performing arts for the city of Los Angeles. And it's, this is the first time we've had this position since like the eighties. Wow. And he got appointed and then had to go through a whole second year process of becoming like official city employee. And now he's in one of those positions that he can basically never get fired from. And he awesome. Is, and he is like the perfect person for the job to draw connections between different departments in mm-hmm. the city and make that job. Not just about, I want to put on shows and festivals. He's right. like working with the department of aging with how do we get, those, so you know, cool. how do we use dance or art to inspire those people and the elderly and veterans? And how do we work with the Department of Transportation to get art on blah, 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 and the whole thing? And so those are, those are my people yeah. that I think are heroes. Yeah. And then his boss, Danielle Brazel, she's the general manager. And then uh, Trisha Robbins, I always miss, miss say her last name, but let me look it up. Uh, but yeah, those are my. I feel like those are my people right now. Cool, Trista Robbins Casson, K A S S O N. She's out in district in a district in the valley, just Amazing. like killing the game. Ugh. Praise be. Yeah, <laughs> and probably more other local people. But those are those are the ones I think that are doing the work, the hard work with the.
1: Capital letters. I love it. I love it also. Love it. Very cool. Thank you so much for. Thanks being for here. having yes. me. This, this has fun. been amazing. Come back anytime. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes, and tell us when your podcast comes out and how people can listen and all that good stuff. One more oh,
2: time. it comes out. It's called We Rebel. Yes, it comes out every Monday, usually in the morning, sometimes later. But if you subscribe, it'll just ping you when it comes out. Um, and then on all the social medias, we're just We Rebel Podcast. So that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. Or of course, you can go to the lovely whatscreative.com website. Yes. And yes, select our very intense Lincoln logo of Lincoln. I love your logo. I know, me too. It's <laughs> great. It's really I love cool. your Lincoln logo. I love it too. <laughs> I
1: also love Lincoln. <laughs> awesome. So amazing. Yay! Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Clambake. Oh, Clamps. Yeah. We have
0: a Patreon. We do. Clambake or er, Patreon.com/clambake. Check it out! You can get access to uh, behind-the-scenes blogs, more footage.
1: Uh, yeah, we're gonna Eugenarius be doing some videos for enough soon money. because we're throwing a big party where we're raising money for Planned yeah, Parenthood. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to the Slut Walk. And we're going to the Slut Walk. Woo <laughs> Slut uh, Walk with Amber Rose. Amber Rose. So we're gonna yeah. put up some exclusive content from those things on our Patreon. So if you like what you hear and you want to keep us going, <laughs> help us keep the lights on with this podcast. Um, consider becoming a Patreon member. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening. Instagram at
0: Welcome to the Clambake. Twitter at clam bake pod, Facebook, Welcome to the Clambake.
1: Email us with comments, questions, concerns. Uh, reach out. We love you. Bye.
0: Welcome to the clam bake. It's the opposite of a sausage fest. Just a couple of
2: vaginas to.